Hey guys, welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is number three. Um, with you today, are your host Dan Dinellan. And as I like to be called, the big dog, Mal Crawford. Hope you're all doing well. Um, today as we record marks a very sad day for the NBA world. Um, and that's the one year anniversary of the tragic death of Kobe and Gigi Bryant, as well as the other members um, involved in a helicopter crash on that day. Um, Mel, before I take over, is there anything you want to discuss about that? Um, as a, for me, I didn't feel necessarily what everyone else sort of felt around that one. Um, don't get me wrong, sad, um, 100%. Um, and my first thought around the whole situation was I really hope Kobe and Gigi were sitting beside each other because I imagine at some point they know, you know, it's coming and I really hope they were sitting beside each other. But I, I definitely didn't feel the same... Didn't feel the same outpouring of emotion as others did. I don't judge those who do, but it's one of those things. I didn't. It didn't get me around the feels like it did others. Um, yeah, it was one of those things for me. Again, sad. You wouldn't wish it upon anybody, but I didn't feel the same pull that you know so many others did. Um, yeah, well, I'm a bit different and, and biased as I sit here in my black mamba jersey. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I just, Kobe was a bit of a superhero for me. He's the reason I started playing basketball. Um, he's the reason I wore the numbers I wore. You know, I wanted to emulate him as I was younger, um, you know, with the sweatbands and, and whatnot. Um, very easy to follow as a teenager. Uh, this big superstar in, in LA, a big storied franchise. And Kobe was everything, as he was to a lot of other basketball fans. Um, I, and I think what got us the most is that he wasn't just a guy, wasn't just a player. As I said, like, he was a superhero. Um, for Laker fans, Kobe fans, we always knew that Kobe would come through. Um, and even hearing about the crash, something in me just instantly said, he's all right. Um, knowing full well he probably wasn't. Um, so it was a bit of a where were you type of day. And I'll never forget, I got up in the morning and had a message from my sister saying, you know, have you heard this stuff about Kobe? And I just thought, well, you know, this is another hoax. That, you know, they come around every year when, you know, some celebrities died. Jeff Goldblum's had like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, and... Yeah, as I kept refreshing Facebook, Twitter, more and more articles just came up and started to dawn on me that that was real. Um, so, you know, losing my idol and superhero so tragically, um, that did hit me in the feels and it still does today. It, it, I'm glad we weren't doing this pod back then because no way in hell would I be able to talk in front of a microphone about it. Um, I can count on my hands the amount of times I've cried um, in my life. That drive to work was one of them. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it was. I just found out my wife was pregnant. So maybe, as you say, like the two of them together in the mm. helicopter. Um, 
that might have got me. I was already very emotional, and then to think, you know, his last thing might have been holding holding his child, telling her that everything's going to be okay. Mm. Um, you know, we're both dads to girls now ourselves, so. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely why my mind went there. I don't think it would have four or five years ago, but that was definitely my hope was that they were sitting beside each other. Yeah, so, look, extremely sad and um, there'll be a tribute every year and, you know, Mamba Day. Um, he will live on forever, but at, at some point um, we won't be able to do a, a tribute every year as formal as this. Um, but... Yeah, Mamba forever. Um, just quickly, any favourite Kobe moment? Not not beating them in the finals doesn't count. <laughs> um, one of them, I've got two sort of Kobe moments um, that I liked. One was in his farewell year when he um, came back to the TD Garden one last time and dropped thirty or forty and nailed the three for the. You know, buzzer beggar win. That was, I was like, oh, good one, one last dagger. Thanks, buddy. He Great just had job. To have one more go, didn't he? Uh, um, and the other one was actually I was in uh, China, a place called Guangzhou, one time, and I had a Kobe jersey on. Didn't like outfit, but you know, I was wearing it anyway. And Kobe, as most people know, he's huge everywhere, but China was one of them. And one particular guy sort of jumped out of the crowd when we were walking into some big trade fair. And it's like, he just wanted me to know he, that Kobe was his favourite player. And, the, you know, yeah. the look in his eyes was, you know, it was like, oh, okay, this guy's, this guy really is a big deal over here, you know. And he just wanted me to know. It, was, it almost felt like it, he thought I might know him or something, but that was, you know. That put a smile on my face, and I'm not even a Kobe fan. Like you know, nothing against him, but I'm on the other side of those couple of those chips. So yeah, mm. yeah, I understand that. I reckon um, he's probably second only to Stephon Marbury over there. I would, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously Kobe never played there, so that's quite the achievement. Um, definitely know the the Rockets and James Harden won't be. Hugely popular over there at the moment. Maybe the Rockets have a chance now, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I could talk about Kobe moments for the next hour and a half, but I'm not going to. Um, obviously, the 81 points is pretty cliche one to, to point out. Mm -hmm. um, number eight. Yeah, still got that jersey. The white number eight is the f actually the first NBA jersey I ever owned. Um, I had a yearly budget for my parents to go clothes shopping and I spent it all on that jersey and do not regret it for one second um, uh, look another couple of moments um, I guess you know um, to relate back to the, the whole superhero thing when he tore his Achilles and mm. came back walked across the court and shot free throws and um, banged both of them yeah yeah because he didn't want anyone else taking them. Um, didn't trust anyone else. You know, um, you know that's that plays into the whole superhero thing for me. Um, and his performance against Phoenix um, in the playoffs, um, game six, 
I believe it was. Um, hit a buzzer beater to force overtime. Um, and then came back and hit, hit the game winner from an elbow, elbow jump shot over uh, two or three Suns players after winning a jump ball. Um, very famous audio from that game. Um, but... Yeah, there are a few of my favourite Kobe moments. Obviously, all the championships are great, but mm. didn't want to go too cliche with that. No, the last game was was you know another cool one. I liked that he was able to drop against Utah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Career high field goals attempted, fifty. <laughs> um, Big Diesel was DJ Diesel was in the house as well, egging him on. A lot of people forget that that actually ended. Gordon Haywood and Utah's chances of making the playoffs that game. All they had to do was win that game. A team that lost 50 games that year. Mm. And, um, yeah, wasn't meant to be. Mm. Um, un- unfortunately, before we kick off into the um, the guts of our pod here, uh, we have had other sad news come through today from the basketball world. Um, that's Seku Smith. Um, very popular and well-known analyst um, has passed away at the age of 51 um, due to COVID. Mm. So it's pretty scary stuff. It's um, it's really touching a lot of lives at the moment. Um, for those that don't know, Seku Smith, highly recommend. Um, you know, you can go back and check out the NBA Hangtime podcast. Um, really well liked around the league and the media. Um, we've already seen tributes pouring in from people such as Stephen A. Smith um, as well as NBA players about the passing of um, Seku. For those of you long-term listeners out there, you would you would know that we, uh, on the weekend, straight over a long weekend, uh, we typically like to go to Maroochydore and play in the Aussie Day Carnival. Um, this year was no different. Uh, I'd like to say that we, you know, drenched ourselves in glory, but that's why we're here tonight doing a podcast and not, you know, somewhere with an MBL or MBA or anywhere else contract. So, but we both have some, you know, some favourite moments from Carnival from the Carnival weekend, which I'm sure most people can relate to. Um, moment on the court for me would have to be one of our guys, you know, big shout out to AJ. Um, just pulling down the charge fouls. You know, pulled, I believe it was three, maybe four. Just got there early, set the feet, and just no one expect. He's just so strong. You know? Absolutely gorgeous guy to look at too. Check him out. Um, Dan, what was your on the court highlight? Um, I'd have to say your brother's confidence in his shooting ability. That was a highlight, was it? <laughs> you said favourite moment. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so for those who don't know Mel's brother, um, his name is Christopher, and he likes to shoot three-pointers. Um, he does not like to pass the ball, however. And now, my job as the point guard is to uh, find people for shots. And um, let's just say I found uh, Chris for quite a lot of shots in our first few games on day one. Mm. And um, unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of assists to show for it. Um, but do you think that stopped him from shooting in the next games? Uh, shooter's going to shoot, baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, shook it off like it did not affect him because it 
I know him. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they still went up. And I'll be damned, in our last game that meant absolutely nothing, he lit it up. Oh, caught absolute fire. And the three people watching, <laughs> one of them actually subbed into the game at one point, mm-hmm. um, absolutely didn't care. But... Mm. Well done, Chris, and um, hopefully you can continue that into our weekly games. So, well done, buddy. That'll be Bonza. There was an off-court moment um, that I actually really enjoyed. Um, haven't seen it for a while. It was it was very good to see, actually. Uh, there was a couple of girls from the local association, and they would have been, uh, I believe they were playing in under-12s. And they were going around and getting some autographs from the players there at the carnival. Um, and I had a bit of a chat to some of the local people there and, you know, I was asking a few questions. And I was saying, yeah, the, the, the coach there had actually told them over the weekend, go and watch some games. And if you see someone whose game you like, go and grab their autograph. Then the next training session, we'll come back and you tell me about, you know, what you liked about their game, how they played. You know, things like that. No, for me, that struck a chord. I've done some coaching, junior coaching in my day. And you know, I just thought that was, you know, really clever. And some of these guys weren't, you know, they're, they're not going to be NBL, NBA All-Stars or anything like that. But to a credit to them, though, they, they were really, you know, very professional about it. You know, they gave the, the girls the time. And I just, you know, it was one of those just really magical basketball moments. Yeah, well, that's actually news to me. I wasn't around for that, so um, pretty cool story. Uh, still wonder though. No one asked me for my autograph though. So. Yep, not even me. Oh, um, if only Chris had got more of those shots in, you would have been. You know, your assist would have gone through the roof, and maybe would have looked like John Stockton out there. Whoa! Um, oh, <laughs> kids, go look him up. <laughs> Yeah, for reasons why Dan doesn't know nothing <laughs> like John Stockton. Anyway. Um, I guess my off-court memory is actually back at where we were staying for our accommodation, mm-hmm. which we won't name. But right. if any caravan park in Alexandra Headland area would like to sponsor the show, um, we might be able to give you a bit of a shout-out. never know. Um. But back at our accommodation, uh, we're staying in a couple of cabins split between the boys. Um, and Mel, you'd, you'd knocked up a little game of cornhole. You'd yep, good times. You were saying it took about 20 minutes to put it all together. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pretty uh, impressed with that. Well, you know, it's, it's what I do. Um, I'm a builder. Like I build this <laughs> podcast, mate, every week. So I think back to our first afternoon and we'd finished our two games for the day and We'd all had showers and team meeting and we're just having a bit of Gatorade, just rehydrating for the the next Mm day. Um, We decided to go play some cornhole out the front um, of the cabins. Um, It was all fun and games and, you know, having a laugh and learning how to play this game. And then a couple of kids gather and, you know, they're a bit curious and wanting to watch. Yeah, yeah. um, Then another couple of kids gather and then we get a couple of them involved, you know, and they have a go. Before you know it, so probably at least 10, 10 kids or so around. Yeah, 10 kids, a couple Bikes, of dads, scooters, some families showed dads. up. Um, and this little game of cornhole that we just started playing 
had sort of just brought the whole you know immediate area of the caravan park together and it mm-hmm. it kind of just hit me and reminded me of being that age of those kids and you know going away on trips with the family meeting other kids and um just random things that can bring people together um i think it's pretty cool basketball has that effect on people yeah brings people together (laughs) david um so yeah that's something off the court i i really enjoyed other than that pretty non-eventful weekend um all tucked up in bed at nine full 845 for me Um, but uh yeah geez i drank a lot of water can't even look Stay at a hydrated. Fortunately, we didn't get too many W's. Didn't, you know, cover ourselves in glory, but it's all about fun. Not all of us can be at the top of the sport, unfortunately. Speak for yourself. I was speaking for you, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, one of the big things from this week just gone, Steph Curry passing uh, Reggie's all-time threes. Um... He has 2,561 and he's currently 411 behind the Sugar Ray Allen, which of course he will surpass at some point. But it was, thankfully, there was a chance um, when Ray Allen surpassed Reggie's, it was well before COVID times. And it was, it was a really cool game to watch and they came together and, you know, they'll be share a handshake and those kind of things and it was actually really cool and you know it's one of those things that stuck with me over the years I definitely will always be a Sugar Ray fan that's why I've got the um, the the SIG up on the wall that's for me he's, he's just one of those players bit of a journeyman did a little bit you know went here or there but it's um yeah, I, I can't see Steph Curry not taking sugars. It'll need some sort of you know career-ending injury or something like that for me, which obviously we don't wish on anyone, but it's, it's going to take something rather special or rather horrible, actually, for Steph not to overtake Ray Allen's record with the way Steph plays and the way the game is played today, I think. Um, Should get it this season. Look, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, be hard, but we all know Ray Allen. He got game, so. Big but dog does. I think Steph will get in this season, if not next season. Can't say it about taking any longer than that. Can't help. Uh, Dan, is there any young players out there that you think could catch catch either of these three? Any of these three? I, I do. Um, reason being the time and era of the NBA at the moment mm-hmm. um, you think of someone like Steph Curry it took a bit of time for him to adapt to the NBA game he had a lot of ankle injuries yeah. um, so I think he, he didn't really start gunning until three maybe four years in mm-hmm. um, whereas you got these rookies now they're just coming in all guns blazing mm. um, and they've got the green light so you think of I think most people immediately go to a Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think his game's going to develop a bit differently. I don't think he'll end up shooting as many threes as he did last year. I, I'm looking to two guys at the moment. Um, one's a bit of a dark horse. One, uh, I think, maybe two that could probably do it. Um, my dark horse is Buddy Heald out of the Kings. 
Um, he does shoot a really good clip. He's having a bit of issues in Sacktown at the moment, so whether he ends up missing games because he's sitting out or, you know, um, gets traded, anything could happen. Um, my two guys I think are more likely. We've got one out in Brooklyn, that's Joe Harris, mm-hmm. whose job is to stand the corner and shoot. Um, Similar game to one Chris Crawford, I believe. Yeah. Slightly higher level and much higher clip, but... Apparently, it's better when they go in. Great. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. um, my, my my guy I really have faith in, though, um, known as around the league as Jimmy Neutron, is Duncan Robinson out of the heat. So he's averaging about eight threes attempted per game, and he's shooting, I think it's 44% on them. So, you know, if you're hitting four or five threes a game yep. over... <laughs> A lengthy career that a you know yeah. a white guy that stands there and shoots threes can have. Um, no reason why he can't. Especially if there's them. a couple of playoff runs in his future as well. Yeah, and he's, he's just gunning from the stars. So mm-hmm. that's my pick. Cool, cool. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. Um, so I go from a team riding high with Steph Curry there at the moment to a team that's. Well, not really riding so high currently, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. We've had CJ McCollum go down with an injury. Um, it's going to Oof. see him miss quite a bit of time. Um, he's due to be reevaluated in four weeks, which not a great tells start. me that's going to be six to eight minimum. Mm-hmm. And look, a fracture in your foot, not ideal for a basketball player. Um, I don't know what it's like to run and jump anymore, but I would assume having an intact foot would help. Yes, 100%. Um, and look, real rough timing for CJ McCollum. He's having a career year at the moment. Um, mm. He sort of had all these years of being told that maybe he's not that guy. Maybe he's not, not the Robin to Dame's Batman. Mm. But this year he has been really phenomenal. Um and after suffering through him in fantasy last year, I'm stoked about not having him this year. <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, the sort of when it rains, it pours. So mm-hmm. we already had Nurkic down for an extensive um, time with a, yep. another broken bone. And also, at the moment, they're missing Robert Covington, Mr. Rocco, with a concussion. Ouch. So, look, the Blazers are quite, you know in shambles at the moment mm. and can cut. Lillard and Mallow pull it together with what else is there I mean well, Rodney Hood's been stepping up but he missed the game yesterday um, you've got Anthony Simons who was pushed out of the rotation but now he's back playing quite well um, you've got another young man Gary Trent out there of course they've got flight mode who seems to just be Flying up and down the court. I don't know what else he's doing. Um, well, it does what it says on the team of that one, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, all Cantor got, you know, 20 rebounds the other day. Mm-hmm. Woohoo, go Cantor. Um, look, yeah, it's going to be a tough road ahead for the Blazers. I, I don't know if making a move now is the best thing to do. Um, I don't even know what moves they could make given their roster and salaries but yes that is the problem where where to with what they've got left 
do they just it, it's hard you, you, it's easy to say pack it in for the season but we know Damian Lillard's not going to do that no. um, so look thoughts are with Blazers fans but um, hold on because it's going to be a tough ride it is I can't see them in the short term without these you know big pieces I can't see them doing anything magical but but watch them all come back and knock <coughs> Grizz out of the playoffs again exactly that's what they do can't wait alright time to talk about a team we've spoken about before but you know Things keep happening for them, not necessarily always for the better. Nets having some defensive struggles at the moment. Um, Who but, saw that coming? Right, you're right. <clears throat> you know, with you've got James Harden, not known for his defense. In fact, famously the opposite. And you bring him in, and all of a sudden things aren't going well defensively. Shocking. Yeah, look, it's not great, but think about it too. Almost all big threes, when they're originally brought together, there's some teething problems. You know, um, even if you go back to classic LeBron, Wade, and Bush, you know, LeBron guaranteed the W, guaranteed the chip. Not one, I heard. Mm, yes, well, guaranteed it first year, didn't happen. Um, is it time to overreact? Uh, I don't know if it is quite yet, but signs are not good. You know, as we talked about last week, W's cure everything, and they need some good ones. I think that's the problem. Dan, thoughts? I'm I'm totally gonna overreact as I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Look, they're four and two since the trade. Um, now, two of those wins were against a totally and utterly depleted Miami team. Mm-hmm. Um, one win, granted, was over the Bucks. Um, so full credit to them for that. They scored more points than the Bucks, and they also beat a depleted Orlando team. So. Not not super impressed, but they've got they've cocked up the wins. Um, yep. However, they've had two losses to the Cavs, um, so yeah, that's yeah yeah, and not they're not losing to Sex Land; they're just losing to the first half of that word mm-hmm. um, because Land is not playing. Um, so I'm overreacting purely based on the quality of opponents they've played and their record. Um, and look, that win over the Bucks did not feature Kyrie Irving. So remember, I'm overreacting to the big three, not not to Harden and Durant. Um, are they scoring a bucket load of points? Absolutely. Um, but basketball's on, a two-way game. On defense, they're about as useful as a screen door on a submarine. So cool, cool. They're trying. Good dad jab. Um, I like it. Look, we'll reconvene next week. Um, mm-hmm. They've got games against the Thunder and the Wizards. So we should be sitting here next week saying, well, two quality wins against teams they should beat down. Um, if not, I'm ready to overreact again. But cool, cool. I think there's no hiding the fact they, they need help in the middle. DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan is not that guy anymore. 
Mm. He'll give you some good minutes off the bench, much like Dwight did for the Lakers last year, but he's not that guy. Mm. Um, so whether they wait for the buyout market, look into free agency or trades, that's up to them. Well, they could give away more of their future, but, you know. All the, they have been linked to a trade for Kevin Love and JaVale McGee um, this week. Mm. So, look, if they get both of those guys in and healthy, sure, let's let's yeah. chat. But okay, Love. As it stands, I'm overreacting and I'm not backing them to win a championship just yet. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings towards them getting up for the chip, but I think it's a little bit too early to overreact. They do, you know, they're, they're three big players who, you know, need to work out how to play with each other. And with that locker room and those big three characters whether they even want to um, surely they still want to but you know maybe they just can't but only time will tell I'll, I'll err on the side of caution but I'd definitely like to see some you know more consistent play and I don't know maybe some D just need to see some solid D so we'll go from one title contender to another very serious title contender and that's mm. um, the Lakers out on the west coast yeah high on most people high on most people's bets oh, they've just quietly been getting it done not, not a lot of headlines no huge stat lines no trouble off the court um, they have the league's best record and LeBron's just in like third or fourth gear most games look we've seen the viral clip of him making a bet with Dennis Schroeder mid jump shot turning around barking at Schroeder whilst the shot goes in um, look it's it's just for a starter being his prime doing it is one thing to see LeBron at this stage of his career just playing silly buggers mm. with young stars of today's NBA it's Oh, I don't know. It just baffles me um, how good this guy is. And he still shows up when he's needed because they were struggling yeah, against yeah. that super-duper Cavs team the other day and LeBron decided he'll step in and take over and the game with 46 points, nearly a triple-double and led the Lakers to a win just because he had to. He'll be one of those guys that's once his time is done, people will miss and lament that they didn't just sit back and watch as opposed to piss and moan about everything the guy did absolutely fire off the court and he has done some pretty magical things on and off the court people just seem to focus on you know those negatives and inflate but if you break him down just purely as a player you know his sheer ability and things he can do on the court (sighs) yeah if, if he wins another chip or two, goes second, maybe first on the all-time scoring list, which mm. it is in play, mm-hmm. given the fact that all those championships against the teams he's had to play, his, Stacked. his Stacked. personal records, you know, he could be top five points, assists, steals, rebounds. 
and he's never really gotten in trouble off the court. He's been a married, loyal family mm. man. He's started plenty of charities and schools. Um, it's going to be one or two silly guarantees every now and again, but uh, not one, not two. Yeah, yeah. he's. he's his uh, GIF and meme game has been strong over the years. And, and look, he was criticised for the decision, but all of that money, it was a poor decision. I'm not going to hide behind it. All that money did go charity, um, made off that decision. Um, and, and look, I was just as big a LeBron hater as the next guy when he first went to Miami. But I think losing to that Dallas team in year one was the best thing that ever happened to him. Mm. Um, for me... Anyway, that flipped my perspective on him and made me want to root for him. And as, as you said just before, just appreciate what we're watching, um, not hating someone. I, th- I think of someone like Jordan in, in the modern day world, society, people like him and Rodman would be absolutely crucified. <laughs> There's no way a Rodman... Ooh. In modern game, you've got people like James Harden and, dare I say, J.R. Smith just talking off the court. You know, J.R. and Rodman are kind of, you know, I'd say similar-esque in some ways. You know, very much do their own thing, trail their own, you know, blaze their own trail. But, <clears throat> but J.R. Smith is almost seen as a, you know, he'll be a footnote. You yeah, know, on on LeBron's story when it's done, whereas Rodman was, you know, after Pippen, it's Rodman. You know, yeah, for most people, that's that's the you know that's the name that comes to mind. Maybe then you know, Mister Jackson, you know, somewhere in there as well. But you know, for most people, that's the way people go. But for J.R. Smith, it's you know, it's too much of that similar stuff. That Rodman was almost praised for. You know, for Jr. It's you know it's ruined any chance of ever being. Yeah, you know, mind you, Jr. is very different on the court than Rodman is. Let's not overstate Jr.'s you know necessarily abilities, and you know that magical. Instead of going to the uh, instead of going to the basket or putting up a shot and just dribbling back to half half court when there's practically no time on the clock that did him no favours but uh, you know his off the court stuff has ruined any chance of you know that kind of stuff and he's and JR's been there for the Cavs run and was there at the Lakers as well so he's a winning player mm. I just yeah I, I just think MJ in today's era would just be a car wreck the stuff he got up to um, but look I'm not going to say Jordan or LeBron is greater I just mm. have them 1A 1B you can put them however you want I don't really care um, it's good to watch enjoy. yeah you got to enjoy what you see um, so I guess a question for this season with LeBron is he a dark-ish horse for MVP I say ish because He's not really out there like a Trey Young, but mm. not a lot of people came into the season saying, oh, LeBron, or even after week one, would say LeBron could be MVP. Do you think he's up there? He's having a good season. I don't think he's making enough noise to be MVP. 
like as I've said on this podcast many times before or twice um, it's not just about you know what you do on the court it's the hype that goes along with it and people have just come to expect it from LBJ I don't think there's enough you know oh where, where has this come from oh this this you know this new oh my god it's just what we've come to expect. So I don't think he will get MVP, even though he might end up with some of the best stat lines across the league. Well, yeah, and we've just mentioned all the like top fives he could be a part of. We all remember the famous Ace and Kid. You know, Jason Kid had no J, mm-hmm. um, and he developed that later on. LeBron is about to pass Jason Kid in career three pointers made, and he's going to crack the top ten. So considering LeBron went through the same thing first eight years or so, yeah, yeah. can't shoot. I think we're taking for granted he's shooting from the logo right now and he's backing himself to do it. Um, I yeah, I think we haven't seen the end of LeBron yet. Um, I do think he's a darkish horse for MVP. I don't think the storyline's quite there other than the fact that he's quote-unquote old in the... In today's mm. NBA, um, we know the NBA loves a good storyline. Probably doesn't quite fit that bill, um, mm. but I wouldn't be shocked if if he continues this. If he could pick it up, and that's the crazy thing with LBJ, he might go on to a fourth team. Yet he's mm. still he's not done. I don't see him as done. It will just come down to that drive of want. And my God, if he could go to a fourth team and do it there again. So I guess what you're saying is teams should be lining up to draft Bronny Jr. Mm. So let's remember LeBron's contract runs out the exact same time his son's about to be drafted into the NBA. So at Memphis Grizzlies, start tanking, (laughs) let's do it. Hi, Mal. Um, so, deep dived into a bit of NBA stories so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish off the NBA segment of the pod. I'll hit you with some what is more likely. So, Ooh, yeah. Right. Um, so, our production team can just put in some cool music there. And, dun, 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 dun. and we're back to what is more likely. So, Mal, um, I'll hit you with two things. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think is more likely and maybe just one quick reason why. Cool, cool. So, what is more likely? The Knicks make the playoffs this year. So, I'm not talking about the bubble. Oh, not the bubble, sorry. The uh, playing tournament. Mm-hmm. They are making the eight, playing against another seed. Making the eight. Yep. Or the Blazers will miss the playoffs. Okay, so meaning they might finish ninth or tenth and not make it. Yep. Uh, look, for mind, I think Knicks make Having a good run. Hot take. It might not, you know, it might not happen. Let's face it, it's the Knicks. They're very good at not making the playoffs or, you know, basically just not winning. But look, I want to believe, baby. I want to believe. It's time. The Knicks are too, they're storied. I think we all do. And I think the league's better when the Knicks are good um, and the Bulls. So get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. My only issue, I, I agree with you on this one. I think the Knicks making the playoff is most likely. Um, my only issue is that Tibbs, as Tibbs does, his teams are playing great defense. 
but his starting five are playing 40 minutes a game. So if they make it into the eight and come up against a Philly, a Milwaukee, what are these tired kids going to have left in the tank? Well, they are kids, so they'll, you know, they'll rally, but a little injury can knock a kid and ruin a career. So, look, you know, as you say, it's classic Tibbs, but it's all going to come down to those those little niggling injuries and things for mind. Um, mind you, they're going to come, come across some big bad men, those other teams who are going to be fresher and ready. So yep. it'll be a genuine test. Um, I can't see them making it, you know, I can't see them winning too many games in the playoffs, but I can definitely see them making it to the playoffs. Well, it's all going to start somewhere for young mm. teams, I guess. Um, That's like the you know, Caesar a few years ago. They got swept in the first round, but no one expected them to make it. Yeah. Mm. Wish I could say the same. Mm. Um, next one. What is more likely? Wizards to make the playoffs or Brad Beal gets traded? Oh, is he Beal gone? I see Beal gone for sheer fact that guy's good on a crap team. So yeah. he's averaging 35 points a game. Mm-hmm. I see that making a bit of noise. Someone thinking, ooh, that's the piece we need. And... As most teams do, throwing some draft picks. You know, the Wiz go, yep, cool, cool. That's that's a great idea, have him. Sweet. All right, won't spend too much time on that. Um, last one, what is more likely? The Lakers win the whole thing mm-hmm. or Anthony Davis wins a personal award? So an MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, so on and so forth. Uh, for me look I'm going to go with both those things happen both those things happen um, I mean Lakers will win and I think oh, let's go with AD for defensive player alright it's a big call but you know I like to roll the dice as you know People not eight or higher. <laughs> go for twelve, baby. If you're rolling two, you got to go for twelve. Now this snake eyes garbage. They'll get you. Uh, look, I actually think it'll be Lakers to win it all. Um, I do think Anthony Davis is probably the defensive player of the year. I also think he could be the MVP of the league. Um, however, I do also think that he is. Well, thought too, big fella. I know, I've got a headache. Um, he's on the same team as LeBron James. And for mm-hmm. him to get these personal awards, the NBA needs to say, well, you are better than that guy. And yes. I just can't see that happening. No. That's why I threw that but one in there, a bit of a doozy. But Love the idea. Well, look, I don't I'd love, love the idea of Lakers winning, but you know, <laughs> someone's got to do it. I saw a little tear go down your cheek as you said it. <laughs> hope you're all right. Oh, I will be in time. Alright guys, time for a bit of fantasy chat. Um, this week, I'd rather not talk about last week. Uh, Agreed. It, oh, wow. Um, lost to a bad team just purely to rostering, but that's that's fantasy. Yeah. Um, specific players though. Uh, one particular 
not so young man anymore. Uh, Boogie Cousins. Boogie! Right? He's on two-thirds of um, fantasies. He has been picked up. So that means there's a third of fantasies where he hasn't been. If he hasn't, go and get him. Last two games, double-doubles. Um, since I've picked him up, he's slowly picked up his numbers after the tech fouls. Tech foul and ejection games. Um, he's really come alive since James Harden has left. There's been more work. I think that's just more, also more cohesion in that locker room. He's got some experience. He also has a temper. It's a double-edged sword, but he's out there. Go get him. And they've got uh, Christian Woods has gone down with an injury too, so I think he's picked up a bit of an uptick in uh, minutes and production from that. So mm-hmm. definitely he's, he's to pick definitely up. out there. Um, I have talked about George Hill in the past. Uh, unfortunately, he's picked up a couple of injuries. He's not going so great, but still worth a shot. He's only on 13, um, 13% of fantasies. If if he can ride out this injury, get better, you know, has the ability. But like I said, have talked about him before. He's picked up a couple of niggling hand injuries. See how you go. Some people like to pick him up, put him down. You know. It's one of those things. Dan, did you have any red hot tips for us? <laughs> yeah, red hot tips from the bottom of the table coming at you. Um, Surely I, you're across wave wire and free agency, then. I tell you what, if these postponed games count, some teams are in trouble, but I'm not banking on that. Um, look, we've, I've had Fournier come back recently, and I've just seen he's only rostered on about 70% of teams. So this guy, he goes under the radar, but he's going to give you anywhere from two to five three-pointers a game. Um, he's now, since coming back, the Magic's oh, 1B-ish option for scoring along with uh, Vucevic so um, look if he's if you're in one of those 30% of leagues that doesn't have him go grab him Um, you got Alec Burks back from injury in New York laid an absolute fart big wet fart today Mm -hmm. Um, well after injury but look he's he's going to be up and down Uh, he's going to get a lot of buckets in New York because they need it um Speaking of up and downs, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge at the moment, big down. Yeah, yeah. Look, if you took him, oh, what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not holding up to that all-star tag at the moment. I think you're just going to have to ride that one out. Um, Same with Robert Covington out in Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can ride it out, do it. If you find a guy like me who'd love to trade with hope in their heart. You know, it can't, sometimes they come good. Look at Boogie. You know, it, don't get me wrong, it's a long season. Boogie doesn't typically go the entire season, you know, brilliantly, but get out there. Make, make an offer on these players. They might bounce. They might not. That's fantasy. Roll the dice. Especially if you're in the bottom half of, the, of, the, of your league currently. You're probably going to have to make a move or do something. Yeah, um, and doing something, just freshening up your team can change it up. Have a look at the categories you're losing every week. Um, For example, I've been winning rebounds and double-doubles by a mile every week. 
but I'm losing on percentages, which, you know, covers quite a lot of categories. Mm-hmm. So trying to shore up my shooting, um, making some changes where I can. Um, look, two guys hot on my radar at the moment um, that I'd recommend to go and grab if you can. Um, number one is Thad Young out in Chicago. Um, so Wendell Carter Jr. has just been gone down for at least the next month, if not two months. Um, Thad Young's first game without Wendell Carter gave you 16, 9, and 9 with a steal and a block. Um, but most importantly, he got 31 minutes. So I, I'm not disillusioned that he's going to put up that stat line every game, but mm-hmm. he's getting the minutes to do so. Yeah, um, yeah. The other one is Jeremy Lamb out in Indiana. And, you know, it, it's sad the reason why he's getting those minutes, and that's yeah. um, because of Karis Levert's kidney um, mass. Um, we have had reports come through that that's been removed successfully, and they are expecting Levert to make a full recovery, which is great news. Bronzer. Um, As you said last week, that trade might have saved his life. Looks like it, it very well has. Might have saved a life. You never know. Um, and... Hopefully, Levert comes back and plays well. Um, but in the meantime, um, Jeremy Lamb is getting all of those minutes. Um, he's just come back from injury, um, but he's going to fire away from the outside. So if you need a couple of defensive stats and some threes, that's your guy. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. All right, so on to NBL round two. So we'll just go through each of the games that were played, um, yeah, yeah. and we'll get each other's one thought for each game mm-hmm. so game number one Phoenix defeated the 36ers yeah uh, for me you know Creek cooled off a bit you know hasn't been as firing still got the W though so yep you know. um, look another big Johnson game I love a big Johnson game so wow Heard it here first, guys. The the man in the middle, um, he's really carrying the 36ers at the moment. Um, your boy Giddy's a bit up and down, but he's a bit. He's also what, third, third or fourth game. Yeah, you know, in the league, absolute debut, young kid. That's going to happen. You know, not going to. No, I don't think anyone genuinely thought he was going to come out and dominate the league. But a good game early. That's that's pretty huge. You know. Um. On the Hawks, yeah. Hawks ninety, uh, Hawks ninety defeated the Bullets eighty two. Our mighty Bullets. Look, I'm gonna be a bit controversial here. Hopefully, um, hopefully the Bullets can win their next game here on Tuesday night. Really hope they get a good win. Um, Fingers crossed. Been saying that. I just want to, I just want to touch on the big man in the middle, uh, Mr. Froling. Uh, just. I don't know. He's um, he absolutely dominated our state league here during the off season, mm-hmm. um, but he just looks a bit slow. And you know, I would never call a professional athlete bad at their sport, but given context of the NBL, he just seems a bit soft out there at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, I think improvements need to be made there. I'd like to see a bit more of our Tyrell Harrison, maybe. In the middle, um, and we've got Big Matty Hodgson to come back as well. So, well, that's that's a big piece. Yeah. Um, any thoughts from that game for you? Uh, well, big uh, 
Big Haney with 31 was hard to go past. Oh, Tyler Harvey, the, the Memphis uh, Harvey. product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big unit. Big unit. Hopefully something magical comes of that. Yeah. Uh, next game. 36ers again. They've been a busy team. Defeated the Breakers. 91. Now, for me, we actually watched this game while we were up in Rich, I believe. Yeah, Breakers first time out on the court. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it just, you know, the Breakers were there at the end. They had it, but they didn't come together as a team to get the W for mine. I, I just didn't, you know, the, they had the ability, but it just didn't turn into the points when they needed the points. So Yeah, look, they had Corey Webster's um, brother, Ty Webster, go off for 34. Um, it just wasn't enough. And look, again, professional athletes, so not here to cast uh, Spurges, but um, Lamar Patterson just looks a bit out of shape at the moment. Mm. Um, I'm sure he's still a walking bucket like he was in Brisbane, but he's just uh, not quite looking up to speed at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next game, Kings 99 defeated the Taipans 91. Your guys, the Kings, mm, getting the win. On a two-game roll. Um, look, I'll, I'll step in first here. Yeah, yeah. Um, big Cam Oliver, 27 and 10, and that dunk. Mm. I'm sure all our listeners... Um, actually, no, our mums probably haven't seen that. No, probably didn't. So none of our listeners have seen that. No, no, <laughs> But that dunk went viral, and jeez, it was huge. Mm. Um it comes in a loss, so a bit of a Luka Doncic game there, but yep, yep. Um, yeah. Hmm. No, it's all a game. Uh, next, moving along, Perth 88 defeated Phoenix 76. Your guy, Bryce Cotton. Yeah, yeah, 27 and 7, the big dog. Um, yeah, Perth getting it done in that one. Your yeah, pick to win it all. Well, you know, it's... They are undefeated. They are, and history's on their side. They're a good, really good you know, organisation who tend to take pretty good care of their players and especially their fans. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to quickly address one Cam Glidden here. Yes. Um, so I just... Oh, jeez. Um, really riding that good season in Cairns. Um, where he was just the guy with Mitch mm-hmm. McCarron, um, that dynamic backcourt. He came to Brisbane to say underperformed would be an understatement. Yep, yep. Um, and and look, he's he's shooting thirty one percent from the field this season, twenty one percent from three. Cam, stop shooting. Do do what you're good at. We don't have to see you chuck up 13, 14, 15 threes a game. Um, there are plenty of other players that can score. Uh, he's a great playmaker. Get in there and make some plays. Find your rhythm. If you're not hot, don't follow the Chris Crawford method. Just slow it up. Interesting take. Interesting take. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, United, 87, defeated Taipans, 85. Tough little run for the Taipans at the minute. Um, thoughts, big fella? Yeah, a bit biased. Picked United to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My, my guy Mitch McCarron there. Um, look, I'm going to, again, dress another underperforming player, and that's Scotty Hobson. Um, 
was lighting it up last year, shooting 47% from the field. Come in so far and he's been quite underwhelming, shooting just 26%. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're undefeated despite not getting output really from their, their major stars um, is quite impressive. And I think given that, I think there's a pretty big gap personally between United and, and the pack at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's three teams left undefeated. Who will be the first to lose? For mind, um, out of United, Wildcats and the Hawks, I think United are the first team to lose. For mind. Um, coming up against the Wildcats, I think they've got too much at the minute. They will, in my opinion, get it done. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick the Hawks. Um as we mentioned last week, very well coached by Gorgian, playing well. Um, all good things have to come to an end, and I think that will happen this week against Cairns. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. All right, guys, so that's it for another week. If you love this episode of the pod, um, please like and follow our Facebook page, which is now up and running. It's called Ball Don't Lie Australia. You can send us questions and comments through the page. There is a messenger. Um, part of that page please mm-hmm. send us through anything you want to hear on the pod or any questions you want answered um, and Mal will be coming soon to Apple and Spotify hopefully yep as soon as we can alright guys well um, thanks for listening and, and remember ball don't lie never has <laughs> <laughs>